beautiful words. Um, I did something that for Yekka is considered an, an extreme sport. I waited until this morning, not just this morning, till 8.50 this morning to write the shmooz. So this is a 10-minute shmooz. I didn't think I would be here today. I thought that I was uh, going to have surgery this morning, and uh, I made a lot of uh, plans for the surgery, and the Rabbi Nishlam had other plans, but I wasn't going to be here this morning. And Baruch Hashem, that, uh, that we were able to come together this morning and have a special uh, treat with Rabbi Sonnenschein joining us and sharing such uh, extraordinary words with us. But I sort of scribbled down some ideas in the last 10 minutes just to, um, just to share with you a, a thought. It's going to be a uh, slash Hanukkah slash Parsha slash life type of shmuz. Not too long, a very short one, Mitz Hashem. I always say that I know and it doesn't end up that way. But let's start. There's a, a joke that always circulates around every yantif in certain sort of cynical circles, I guess, that Jewish holidays, in a nutshell, it doesn't matter which one, is basically, it boils down to this. They tried to kill us. We survived. Let's eat. That's basically the cynical way of looking at Yom Tam. Of course, every Yantif, and especially if you're a Chaim Berliner and you've uh, gone through the Pachet Yitzchak and you've gone through the Magal Hashanah, the annual cycle of Yom Tevim, you know the depth and the beauty and all the facets of every Yantif and what the Avedis Hayyim is, and it's a big Aveda Yom Tevim. And of course, it, it's so much more than the food. But you really can't avoid asking at least the question, why is there so much emphasis put on food? There's a lot of taira surrounding the food. There's beautiful verloch about latkes and about milchigs and shvuas and about sufganiyot on Hanukkah and about all of the different foods that we eat on, on Seder night and all the the symbolic import of them, and of course on Rosh Hashanah, Simna Milsai, that the, the foods that we eat for the Simonim on, on the night of Rosh Hashanah, and what we don't eat, and there's a lot of taira on the foods that we're eating on Yom Taivim. And for people that are ruchniistic, for people that are, are trying to limit our Gashmias, it seems always so, uh, such a clash that we spend so much time eating, and Chazal tell us, ain't simcha that in order to have the simcha, a yid needs to eat meat, needs to drink wine, and it seems like we need a little bit of hadracha and what this is all about. We're gouging on food. You know, we always comment how, like, Gayim, before Thanksgiving, they, they have magazine articles and magazine articles about how you're going to limit your diet, you know, if you're trying to lose weight. What are you going to do? Nebuch, you know, Thanksgiving is coming. How many pieces of pumpkin pie can you, you know, not consume? And, and the cranberry sauce, should you get a diet one or not? And, and we always think, like, that, they have pamachas pashana. They're, they're struggling with this once a year. We literally struggle with this every Shabbos, every Yantif, in this yeshiva, every Mishmar, and every, uh, every after the Shmuz, and after this, every, every, it's a Yom Adapagra, it's a Yantif every day. 
the fact that we're not, you know, triple our weight is a, is a chiddish. But what's going on? Why is it that there's such an importance placed on food, what, whatever the food may be? How do we understand that as B'nai Taira? So there's a pasuk in this week's parsha that says that after the brothers threw Yosef into that bar, Vayeshvo lecha lechem, they sat together and they broke bread. They started eating. They made a suda together. Lechem isn't just bread. Lechem is uh, is much more than bread. Lechem is they pulled out all the stops. They had the entire a seven course meal. As Yosef Nebuch is in the pit, they are all of a sudden rejoicing and they're eating and they're tainus about. In Chazal, we see there's tainus against them for this. And there was a, a comeuppance during the days of Purim when when Achashverosh uh, and Haman together by Yeshulach they, they they sat together. Klal Yisrael were in mourning, like Yosef was in mourning, while we heard that the king and Haman were sitting and breaking bread over our demise. How troubling is that? And it's a little strange that the brothers suddenly ate dafka during this critical moment. How could they? Whatever you want to say was their excuse for throwing Yosef into the pit, and Chazal say that they, this wasn't just them, you know, this was, uh, they, they had paskined the entire, this is what they felt that Yosef deserved, and they paskined it like a regular psak din. But at the same time, we have to understand, how could they have sat and, and ate and had a suda at this moment in time? My favorite Musar Sefer, I would say, is the Archas Sadikim. Archas Sadikim, if you've never learned the Archas Sadikim, it's high time that you opened it up and you looked at it. The sad part of the Archas Sadikim is that we don't know who wrote it. It was written, uh, we don't have any, you know, you look in the Sharblat, you're looking for some trace of, of the author, but we don't know who the author is. It doesn't, we know one thing, that the author had tremendous yat dishmai because his sefer became one of the bedrocks of Musser. So clearly, he was an Adam Gadol Admaid, one of the Kadmainim Ashemipiv Anuchayim. If you have an issue with any Mida Ra'a, or you want to grow in a Mida Taiva, Archa Sadikim is the first place that I advise you to look. Whatever it is, if you want to, if you want to you know, work on your kas, if you want to work on your simcha, if you want to work on your ava, if you want to work on your chem, whatever it is that you on your gaiva, on your uh, busha, achzarius, uh, you feel you have a cruelty, everything is in the sefer. You can mamish, look at the sefer, study the sefer, and really gain something in terms of a perception of what the midah is all about and what in the world am I going to do to remedy it. In my opinion, the best Perak in this whole Sefer, and the one that's most Nagea to us as a uh, society, where we live today is the, is the Shar called Shar Hakina, which is the Shar of jealousy. Jealousy is, uh, in his words, Hakina Ba Migrias Hanefesh. It's an ugliness of the soul. That's all jealousy is. If you find that you're looking at him and you're looking at her and you're always giving them ayin haras and you're always jealous and you never fagin, you never are happy for anybody, it's an ugliness of our soul. 
And we all suffer from this. It's not something that you have and I don't have, or I have and you don't have. We all have it to certain degrees. Even if you say, I'm happy for everybody, baloney. If you really are able to, to explore the inner part of your neshama, you will find that when you see somebody else did better than you on a test, or got into a graduate school that you were chalishing to get into, or have more direction in life, or did a great shidduch, or has a, has a great family, or has a lot of money, or has a cool car, or whatever it is, and, it, and as life goes on, those things are different, but they're, it's the same concept, then you have something that you have to work on called kinah. And the first place to really begin to explore what this Midah is all about is in Shar Hakina of the Arches Sadikim. And I want to just read to you one line that the Arches Sadikim writes, which always made a great impression on me. This whole chapter, by the way, is a, uh, you could write a whole thesis on Kinnah based on this one chapter because it's, it's mind-boggling how brilliant he writes it. But look what he writes. If you're a jealous person, you are destroying your own soul. You're always miserable. Somebody that lives with jealousy is always perpetually miserable. But you can't even think. If you have somebody that you're jealous of intensely, you can't think you're so consumed by this jealousy, by this envy. You can't learn. How can I learn? I'm so jealous. I'm always looking at that guy. He's always here earlier than me. He's always going, going back to the room later than me. And he's always better and sheerer than me. He writes his notes clearer than me. He hops what Rebbe's saying better. He has the better kasha, the better tarots. I can't learn. I, he makes me crazy. And I can't dive in clearly because I'm always thinking about that person. I can't do good deeds. I'm, I'm, I'm consumed. And this is the line that I want to emphasize. Every person is able to find a gishmak in what they're eating. If you're eating a donut, you can enjoy the donut. If you're eating sushi, you can enjoy the sushi. You're eating Chinese, you're able to enjoy Chinese. You're able to enjoy it. People have enjoyment from eating. Not a person that's jealous. If you're an envious person and you're all consumed, you will never... You can't eat. You can't eat. You'll never find a good taste in your mouth from your food, until you know that your friend is not enjoying it. If I'm sitting together in a room with a whole, a whole tish with many, many people, we're all eating, but I'm looking at that guy and I'm jealous of him for whatever reason. It might be a good reason, it might be a horrible reason, but I'm jealous of that person, then until he is not enjoying his food, I can't enjoy my food. Every hatred has some remedy, has a hope. If I hate my friend because he wronged me, he stole from me, once he gives it back to me, we're good again. We're boys, we're fine. 
However, when it comes to sinna that comes from kinna, if I hate you because I'm jealous of you, then there will never be a way to rectify that. I'm, I, I, can't, I can't live. I mamish cannot live. I can't live. The Chacham says to his son, Don't be jealous of your brother, because he has more than you. Because he's enjoying his life. And all you're going to have, you're going to be full, but not of food, not of what you have, but you're going to have tsar and daiga. You're going to be frustrated, aggravated, miserable, because you see what your brother has and you don't have that. Aye, but you have so much other good that your brother doesn't have. You have things that maybe he doesn't enjoy. It doesn't matter. He has it better than me. I've, I've already convinced myself my brother is more fortunate than me. He's better looking than me. He's more affluent than I am. He has more friends. His kids are better kids. He lives in a nicer house than me. He's more mechubad. He's more respected in his community. So I have no life. I'm miserable. And you carry your wife into that misery with you. And your kids never have to suffer. He's enjoying his life. You're not affecting him by your jealousy to him, but you're affecting yourself. You will never enjoy your life if you don't take care of this midah of kinah right now. What I was thinking of saying is that, again, we're talking about the Achim and we have to put it in the right context about who we're talking with. We're talking about you know, the Shifte Ka, these who are tremendous tzaddikim. But Chazal tell us that there's a lot to be learned from this Maisa of Yosef and his brothers. So I'm going to try to extract a little bit. The brothers were jealous of Yosef. That's a Pasuk. The Pasuk says, The brothers suffered from jealousy of Yosef. And if the Archas Sadikim is correct, and of course he is, and we know he's correct because empirical evidence points there that we know ourselves when we're jealous of somebody, when somebody else like really you know, knocks it out of the park and we didn't, it bothers us and we can't enjoy anything. Breakfast, lunch, and supper all taste like sandpaper. The brothers could not enjoy their life. As long as they were jealous of Yasef, they could not enjoy their life. They were full of kinah. They, they couldn't eat anything. They were starving. They might have eaten, but they never enjoyed their food once. As long as this jealousy was raging in their hearts, in their minds, in their souls, in their spirits, they were not able to enjoy their life. They couldn't enjoy their food. The most basic human gift that we have and necessity we have to eat. To survive we have to eat. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives delicious foods to us to eat. It doesn't taste like anything. It tastes disgusting because he's enjoying it, I can't enjoy it. As soon as they put Yasev into the pit, they were basically saying, ah, bring on the food. Now I can eat. Finally, I'm able to appreciate the food because the, the threat to my happiness, which is Yasef, he's not able to enjoy his food, now I can enjoy my food. They sat down, not because they were rejoicing, per se, over what they did to Yasef, but they were starving 
because of the kinna that they had, and only once they were able to suppress Yosef into that bar, that he wasn't a threat to them, were they finally able to eat. They enjoyed, they were able to taste the tam of lechem for the first time in their life since they got this, this kinna against Yosef. When we eat, when a yid eats, it's an avayda. You go to a chasidish atish and you see the Rebbe, the thousands of chasidim come to watch the Rebbe eat. What are they doing? What are they watching the Rebbe eat? To eat is a very holy endeavor. And for every one of us as well, every time we sit down and eat, whether it's a simple bagel for breakfast or whether it's a Suda Shabbos or for sure a Suda Syantif, it's a tremendous Aveda and it shows many things about us. But the most important thing that it says about us is that we're okay. If we're able to sit down on a Yantif and enjoy and have meat and drink wine and sit with our mishpacha and actually taste the taste of the food, you know what that means? That means that we should get up and dance and have tremendous simchas yantif because it means that we're not jealous. At least at this window of time, we're able to appreciate what we have. We could say, Shechiyanu v'kiyimanu v'giyanu l'azman hazeh. HaKadosh you've kept us alive and you've maintained us and you've given us the ability to thrive in this world. Because Baruch Hashem, I'm able to eat and I can enjoy what I'm eating. That's the, tremend- that's the greatest bracha that we can have. That's like a litmus test. Am I jealous of anybody? And if I'm able to eat, that means that you are probably not that jealous of a person that it deprived you of your ability to enjoy the food. Because if you were not enjoying that food, you have no life. There's a Gemara in Shabbos, Kof... Kuf Mem Hayam and Aleph, or maybe Omer Bez, that says, Why is it that Yantif in Bavel is so happy? People were so happy on Yantif in Bavel, because the people in Bavel were so poor. And Rashi explains, the whole year, they weren't able to enjoy their food because they were so busy with their work. They were always struggling and worrying about where am I going to get enough money to f- feed my family, to support my family, to keep a roof over our head. They, had, they never had any peace from their work. Yontif came and they were able to be besimcha. Now we can enjoy our food. When we have problems in our life, it might be a jealousy problem, it might be a sickness problem. There are people that are so sick they can't even they can't they can't eat because they're worried or they're physically not able to eat. When Yantif comes and we're supposed to be celebrating the occasion, whatever occasion it is, whatever Akrishparhu performed for us that we're supposed to be happy, the eating is not necessarily a way that we get happy. The eating is a way to test if we're in a good place. Do we have the kalim to rejoice? If we're able to eat and enjoy the food, that means, A, we're healthy enough to enjoy the food, and it means that we're not jealous of anybody. 
and we're in a good place and we're happy. Maybe the whole year it's hard for us, we're busy, we're this and that. Yantav comes, we have to focus on the Rabbanu Shalom, focus on our family and put ourselves through a, an inspection and see whether or not we're in a good place. We do this several times a year. It's like you have to take a stress test every now and then to see how your heart is doing, an EKG, and you have to have blood work done, and you have to, on Yantif, we do our spiritual blood work. How are we doing? Where are we holding in life? Are we okay? Are we jealous of people, or are we not jealous of people? Are we happy for people? Are we getting nachas from our family? Are we thinking that our family is, is not as good as somebody else's family? Can we look at our children and our parents and our siblings and our friends and our Abayim and say, Baruch Hashem, I'm in such a good place. Thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hapam Hashem. The eating and the drinking that we do on Yantif is basically showing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and showing ourselves that we're good. It's not a small thing. When we're young, we say Shachiyanu, we don't even think about what we're saying. In the concentration camps, they said Shachiyanu, and the Blujava Rebbe and others used to say that, how do we say Shachiyanu? How are we saying Shachiyanu in the camps, in the darkest hours of our existence? But look at the people that are being Meisir Nefesh for Torah, for Yiddishkeit, that's Shachiyanu. We're doing good. Maybe not physically, but spiritually, we're good. We're in a good place. When Yantif comes, we have to rejoice. There's so many people, Rahman al-Islam, that are in hospitals, that are sick. There's so many people that were nifter just in the past few weeks. I know young people that were nifter. Yesterday there was a funeral in town of a, a girl, she was 30 years old. Somebody, the, her father, her, her family, Davins here, she Davins here, every Rosh Yom Kippur. She never got Yenamachla half a year ago. They don't even know where it's from. But Sometimes there's a cancer that they don't know where it emanates from. She had that nebuch and she suffered. She had a muna, bitachen, and young people die too. Middle-aged people die. Old, age, old people die. And that's also not to be assumed. Whenever somebody's... When you say shachiyanu, as you're lighting a menaira on the first night, on Sunday night in Mitzvah don't take it for granted. Stop a minute before you say Shachianu. And take a, just take a look at yourself. Take a snapshot of yourself in time. Take a selfie, if you will. And ask yourself, where am I? Before you make that Shachianu v'kiyimanu, ask yourself, how am I doing? And if you're doing okay, if you're healthy, Baruch Hashem, and you have a good chavrusa, and you're in a good shir, and your family is okay, and you're able to eat, and that eating is a raya that you're physically healthy, and that you're not consumed by jealousy of others, and in this day and age, that's not a small deal. With Instagram, and with Facebook, and with WhatsApp, and with all of these things, and we're always looking at what other people are doing with their life, how they're enjoying their life, and they're going on cruises, and they're going on vacations, and they're in Eretz Yisrael, and they made a him on this, and their kid just grabbed valedictorian and that. And, and, you know, and every time they go to a restaurant, there's 50 shots of the steak in different forms and different positions. This is a terrible machla that our dar has. 
There's an old expression that says that comparison is the thief of happiness, and it's so true. If we'd be living on an island, we'd be grateful for everything that we have. We have a car, Baruch Hashem, we have a house, Baruch Hashem, we have a family, Baruch Hashem. But when we suddenly drop into, a, into a, uh, an ecosystem to be able to see other people, and I see that my next-door neighbor just pulled into his driver with a brand-new Tesla, and his wife just got a brand-new Shetel that my wife is noticing, and his kids just got into this, this yeshiva or that seminary or this, uh, or, or this high school or that, uh, that camp, and my kids could not get into that, then suddenly all the Archa Sadiqim starts coming to the fore and, like, and you have to really like learn it and, and live with it and keep it in your pocket and, and, and breathe it. So if you're able to eat in spite of all the society that surrounds us and you're able to look around at your table on Yantif, Hanukkah, Pesach, Purim, whenever it is, and say, Baruch Hashem, look. Look what Abishta benched me with. I have a wife. I could have been single until today, but I have a wife. I have children, healthy children, Baruch Hashem. Good children. Children that are doing as best as they can. Or they're thriving, or they're surviving, but they're here. They're with me. They're family. I have a yeshiva that I'm proud to be in. I have Rabbeim that I love and I respect. I have the Torah Kedesha. I have, I have, I have my Siddharim. I have my, my plans for the future. I'm excited. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, thank you. The food is not just a gastronomical delight that the Jews are constantly engaging in. Chas v'shalom. It's a way to test our simcha and yantiv. It's a way to show that we're like those B'nai Bavel, that even though we have a difficult life, it's not always easy. This doesn't mean to say that we're jealousy-free or that we're illness-free, or that we have everything going for us perfectly, far be it. But on Yantif, we're able to take stock of where we are. And it's smechem in Bavel. Because in spite of all the poverty that we might have, but on Yantif, we're able to look with fresh eyes and say, but Baruch Hashem, you gave me so much. I'm indebted to you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Thank you for allowing me to make it to this Yantif. I don't know if I would make it to, to Hanukkah. But Baruch Hashem, I'm here. Let's eat. Because by eating, we're showing the Rabbi Islam that we're healthy. Physically healthy, emotionally healthy, healthy enough at least. We still have work to do. But if we're healthy enough to enjoy a latka, to enjoy a sufganiyah, to be able to make a mesiba and sit and eat and fabreng and enjoy... That itself is the greatest cause of simcha, of celebration, that we can ever, ever achieve. Because most people in the world, many people couldn't do that. If we can do that, then that's the greatest form of simcha. That's a reason to sing and to dance and to appreciate what we have and thank the Rabbi Shalom for bestowing all of these brachas upon us. Have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos and have a Lichtecha Chanukah.